Gentlemen, welcome back to a very, very, very special end of the season. Championship Sunday has come and gone episode. My name is Matt, as always, joined with my best friend through the internet, JD. We've made it. We've made it. There have been 39 game weeks. That's it. It has been decided. 38 we game know- weeks, by the way. What? Whatever. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> if you came here for accuracy, you came here for the wrong fucking thing. Um... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. We have made it through an interesting season. Uh, I will say there have been better. I I, I will not lie. There have been better seasons, but this season had a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of absolutely crazy, crazy, crazy talking points, stars in, stars out, coaches in, coaches out, but that is it. The table is settled. The dust is cleared. We are going to go through these games one by one and get you ready for a nice eventful week. Uh, JD, nice long weekend. The Premier League is now over, so how did you celebrate it? How did you how did you spend the weekend? What did you do? Tell me how you were the old man at the Rock Show. Yeah, I uh, I, I like the reference. Um, I had a very eventful weekend. Um, so this is, as we're, well, as you're listening to this on Tuesday, well, should we rec- release this on Monday, or should we send it out you, like normal? You... You release this, JD, whenever you want to release this. It's all good. Okay, There's well, no st- I haven't decided yet then. If you're listening to this on Monday night, uh, I also have off on Tuesday, which is nice. Um, but I was also off last Friday, so I, I'm about to finish a five-day weekend. And Jesus. I didn't really do too much on Friday, but Saturday was an all-day tailgate at, in Hershey, Pennsylvania for Blink-182. And uh, that was a wild show. I don't remember half of it because I got extremely drunk. And uh, my girlfriend was gracious enough to drive us home. Um, (laughs) It was a good time. Uh, Yeah. But after that, uh, Sunday morning, you know, got up, got food before the games. I love that on the East Coast they were at 1130 so I could get some food beforehand and just watch as many as I could. I mostly had, I had the Liverpool game on and I'm glad I did because that was just funny as shit. But um, I was mostly focusing on, obviously, the relegation battle. So I had the everton Bournemouth game on for most of it. And then also getting updates from Leicester. Uh, who is Leicester even playing? Oh, Weston. Yeah, they beat Leicester. So that was interesting. It you know came down to the end with Everton. But uh, it was a fun time. And um, yeah, then Sunday I just kind of chilled, hung out with my family. And uh, Monday today didn't do much. Went to a couple yard sales. Walked a lot, got up early, but other than that, just relaxing. Matt, how was yours? This weekend, it's it's been it's been nice. I think I've I've kind of caught up on sleep. Random naps here or there. Uh, speaking about old man, uh, yeah, just just random naps in the middle of the day, like doing like some yard work, taking a nap, watching all the Premier League games, taking a nap. Like it's like it's nice. It's been it's been good. Full of soccer, full of sports. Um, a lot of like NHL is now in the conference finals, NBA's in the conference finals. Like it's, if there is sports on TV, I will watch. I Ooh. will very much watch. Matt, it doesn't matter. 
I was going to yes. say, were, were you happy that the Philly Union beat NYCFC? Um, How do you feel about that one? Sure. Both rivals sure. playing each other. I, I, there's one rival, so <laughs> I've, I, you know what? Let me change it. I am ecstatic. I'm, a, I'm ecstatic. One and of those teams how, lost. How, how much of the game do you think I watched while, while literally in the stadium for the Blink One Eighty Two show? Uh, zero. I zero watched minutes. a good five minutes of it here and there. I was checking the I, score and I, I had the stream up for like you know twenty seconds at a time yeah. just to see like okay where are we at and uh, yeah it was three yeah. one win. I, I was happy. Yeah. I I I was very much old man yelling at the sky on Saturday night as the Red Bull kicked off at ten thirty at night, where I was just like, I am gonna attempt to watch minutes of this game, and then like the fortieth minute kind of strolled around and I was like, nope, nope, I can't keep my eyes open, old man. I'm going to bed. I'm gonna see the final score when I wake up in the morning, and I am. So glad I did not stay up for a one nothing loss with the one goal was in like the eighth minute. Like who were they playing? Was it LAFC? Nah, Seattle Sounders. Oh, that's who who I didn't know until the game started. Seattle Sounders. Best team in the Western Conference, apparently. Didn't know that. So I was like, oh, no, cool. no, 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 no. You think that, but you know that everyone at MLS is gonna say LAFC is. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Why it's their not? Team. Who cares? Who, who cares what people in MLS... Oh, I'm sunburnt. Fuck. I was outside for, like, a couple hours in a row today, and I'm sunburnt <laughs> on my arms. <sighs> Fucking white people. Um, <laughs> but yes. We are here. We are here talking about the English Premier League being done and dusted. Every game is final, and we are going to talk about every single game. So, JD, let's kick it off first. I think... The way the app has it set up, we're going in alphabetical order by home team. So, Arsenal 5, Wolves nothing. Granit Xhaka's final game for Arsenal, or what it seems to be. He scored a brace early. Uh, Saka, Jesus, and one of their youth academy guys also getting a goal. Um, Shame on Wolves for just, like... Dude, way to milk it in on the final day. I understand neither of these teams had anything to play for. My only comment was... Granit Xhaka is on a brace inside 15 minutes, and Mikel Arteta did not push him up to striker. <laughs> to get a hat trick. Like, on his just final get a hat game. trick. Like, like, come on. Like, that, that's, that is, like, he, because you got to remember, he was a captain for a chunk of the time. Yeah, I remember it wasn't a great time, but he was a captain during his time here at Arsenal. So it's like, come on. Like, it was really one of those things where, like, I ended up moving the Arsenal game to a TV for like the rest of the first half because I just wanted to see what the rest of like to see if Grand Jack would get the hat trick but he didn't so shame on Arsenal 5 nothing to finish off the season though hell of a result to get on the final day I'd say so yeah I mean it's the kind of result that uh you would have expected this Arsenal team to be to be doing for most of the season but this is what happens when you slip up when it counts the most. I, you know, they could be happy that they finished off the season well, but at the same time, I I don't I don't see how you could really celebrate any more than just okay a win. Like it, it's nothing special because you just lost the title a couple weeks ago. So I don't know. It's yeah. It's... For, for Arsenal fans, uh, I you can kind of feel good because you made champions league for the first time in a few seasons, but like at the same time, y'all really should have been winning the league. So yeah, it's, it, it, it truly is one of those things where like, 
And I love seeing the uh, those like tracker apps, like the tracker graphics of like where you were in the Premier League season. Like it looks like the line. It just shows how far you dipped and dived and up and down. And like that's got to be a really depressing thing to look at if you're an Arsenal fan because you are just up there for a while. Yeah. Until like two weeks ago. It's it's it sucks. It it, it sucks. And I think for a lot of Arsenal fans. Yeah, they're throwing shade at uh, show, throwing shade at other clubs for exactly like you know getting the shit. I think y'all deserve, but that's just me. Um, I don't know for Arsenal. Like this is a good stepping point. Make some big signings. Make some big moves. You're heavily linked with Declan Rice. You're heavily linked with a few other um Caicedo. a few other yeah Casado. You're you're you're. Get these signings through the door. I think this is where Mikel Arteta really has to look at the Cronkies and go, hey, I almost got you a trophy, almost won the Premier League with this group. Imagine giving me, like, two or three more pieces. Like, it really comes down to just that. So, for Wolves, this is... I, I think for Wolves, it's this is so indifferent. Like, it sucks to end the season like this. The only thing that I heard, uh, apparently... Um, uh, Pategi, their coach, apparently had uh, a lot of disagreements with the front office, like prior to this game, and apparently, like the overall, the overall temperature in the room between the coach and the front office is not good. And it's like, I wonder if he leaves, and if he does leave, that's a huge loss for Wolves because uh, Pategi's such a good coach, and honestly, I think Wolves played better with him as the coach, so that's a huge loss if they don't get that. You know, if 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 he's not backed financially like he wants. Yeah, I, I think that would... This game shouldn't determine whether or not he stays. I think he needs to be given some financial backing an entire summer to just reinvigorate the squad. I, I, I think I think he just needs some time. And and this, yeah. this game shouldn't... Yeah, it, it's disappointing to lose 5 nothing on the last day. But when it comes down to it, it really didn't matter. I mean, you were finishing... You finished 13th. I, I think it's a good season for Wolves overall. Yeah. Aston Villa 2, Brighton 1. Aston Villa confirming European football on the final day of the season. Um, Brighton, we were already confirmed with the Europa League. Um, Aston Villa getting the Europa League Conference. Massive game. Uh, David Louis, uh, Douglas Louise and Ollie Watkins both getting on the goal sheet. This was massive. This was absolutely a massive result for Aston Villa, especially with some of the other results that happened around the league. Aston Villa will be playing European football. When Unai Emery, JD, took this team over, they were in 17th. They finished the season. Excuse me. They finished the season in 7th. Yep. Not to leak who I think manager of the year is going to be, but... You know it's going to be I, Pep. I No, no, I'm talking about, uh, first of all, oh, first okay. of all, first of all, fuck any other awards given out that don't come from the EPL boys. Because here at the EPL boys, we give the honest gosh darn truth awards. We don't do this whole fucking, oh, who's, who's going to get the most social media like? We don't care. We don't fucking care. I am literally bouncing between like two managers right now, and Unai Emery is one of them for manager of the season, to go from 17th to some of the best football being played towards the end of the season, confirming European football for Aston Villa. 
like, let's all not forget Aston Villa, what, JD, two years ago was in the championship? Like, they, like, like to go from, yeah, two, three years ago, yeah, yeah. But to go from that to European football, that's, what a jump. Well, they they, they spent a lot of money, but yes, yes, I agree. Hey, you know what? This wasn't the greatest game, but Aston Villa at home, finishing a 2-1 on the final day of the season. Uh, A few big storylines to come from Brighton as um, their coach has confirmed that Caicedo and McAllister will not return. I think that's pretty bold, like, on the final day of the season. Like, you're basically saying that, and this is just me, and JD, I'll throw this to you, saying that releases all the leverage you have on selling. Like, because you can say, now we're going to fight to keep these guys and try to drive up the price. When a coach comes out and says that, you're basically, like, you're admitting that they're out the door, what and it's like what I think I, I what I think that means is that the agreements are already in place. They're just waiting for June first. I, I think I think that's what that means. Ah, that's crazy. Is that is just yeah. getting the fans, you know, just prepared that yes, early in June, both these players will be leaving. It's they can't say it yet, but it, it's probably already agreed where they're yeah. going. So Is I, it is it guaranteed crying on the final day of the season in front of your home fans? Is that like guaranteed that's it? Like you know something we all don't know. Yeah, yeah, and it, you, you got to look at the at, at the players, and we'll get to it with the Liverpool Southampton game because obviously you know there are four Liverpool players that are definitely leaving, but a certain Southampton captain. We'll get to it, but uh, yeah, McAllister and and Caicedo, it's they're they're gonna go to big clubs, and like I said, it's probably already agreed terms and everything. They're they're just waiting for the transfer window window to open. Um, We'll see where, where where that goes, but uh, I think I'd really like to see uh, McAllister at Liverpool. That I think that'd be a really good addition. But yeah, I mean, no. th- this game, like Brighton, this is what happens when you have a team that uh, that has nothing to play for and a team that has everything to play for, and that's why, like, under normal circumstances, I think Brighton would have probably controlled this game a little better. Yeah, and and I and I and I really, really, truly can't disagree with you. Brentford won Manchester City nothing. Um, Pinark getting the only goal. I'm going to lie and say I know who the fuck that is. I'll also lie and say I'll watch this. I, I watched well, this Ethan, game. Ethan Pinnock. Yeah, he's one of yeah, the center backs. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd be lying if I said I even watched one second of this game. I'll be honest with you. Um, really, truly, at the end, it's unfortunate because if Brent, if Brentford won this game, and Tottenham and Aston Villa both dropped points. I think Brentford would have jumped into that Europa League conference spot, but we're going to get through all those games. Uh, for Manchester City, it's one of those things where I, I'm i going to say something that's completely inaccurate, but it's going to make me feel better as a human being. Um, Man City are not in the mental space. They've been champions for too long. They have too much of, like, we're already winners. They fumbled this, which also means I think they're going to overthink the Man United game, which makes me think that they're going to overthink the Champions League final. I know. That's a lot of overthinking. I mean, but that'd, be, like, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Like, let me be clear. I will welcome anyone who wants to root for Manchester United next week. <laughs> let me just be very clear. I'm just like, not going to watch the game. I, I, just, I just don't care. Like... <laughs> it, 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 it truly, truly, truly... Again, again, Manchester City, nowhere near played their normal squad, but even Man City's normal squad... Like, like you look at 
Alvarez played, Foden played, Mares played, Laporte, Ake, and Walker all played. Ederson played. Uh, it, it, these are their normal day-in, day-out starters. And they only made one substitution, and it was Shea Charles, number 62, coming in for Nathan Ake. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Never heard of him. I, I want to be sure very clear. Guy. Yeah, I want to be very clear. Like, very, very clear. Imagine going to the final game of the season for your your English Premier League Fantasy League. Like, you're in the final, and Erling Holland is your striker. And Pep doesn't give him one second of playing time. <laughs> that's like that's yeah. I'm glad, that's I'm, tough. I'm glad I'm glad my league uh, was not decided on the final day. Yeah, I, I got just, I got you, seventh out of tenth all on my own. <laughs> just could you imagine? But JD one nothing. Uh, I think the only like kind of talking point is apparently Ivan Tony was in the tunnel, wasn't able to do the lap around the stadium. Uh, but apparently the reports are that ivan tony was unconsolable apparently he was like fully like tears not being able to walk with his teammates uh maybe you shouldn't bet against your own team just throwing that out into the universe i'm surprised he was allowed at the stadium because if he couldn't do the the walk around the inside i'm surprised i'm surprised he was allowed to be at the stadium to begin with yeah no i i agree it was actually one of those things like wait a second, if you're removed from all team activity, wouldn't being at the stadium while your team is there be well, I think I think it's all team? footballing activity. Like, I don't think, yeah. I, I don't, I wouldn't think he'd be even allowed to attend games. It's, all I know is apparently the reports are that he was, like, full of tears, and my oh, only sure. response, and my only response to that was, try not betting against your own team, and then you won't have to, you know. I, I had this conversation with a few other people, and... I had true remorse, like true, true remorse for Ivan Tony. Because I don't think we've talked about it here on the podcast. So the reports are that Ivan Tony bet against his own team. Like, not, not Brentford. I think it was his previous team, right? Whatever. Whatever. It could be Brentford. It could not be Brentford. Really don't. It, it, it truly yeah, does not yeah. matter to me. If you bet against your own teammates to lose, I don't care how piss poor bad you are, and I don't care how bad of a gambling addict you are. If you bet against your own team, people you work with every single day to lose, I, JD, I was even under the impression as a Man United fan, fuck it, sign Ivan Tony in the offseason, and you get him in January. I now don't want Ivan Tony on my, anywhere near my roster. If you're going to bet against your own team to lose, you have such a piss poor mentality. Don't want you anywhere near my club. And honestly, if I was a Brentford fan, I wonder truly how you feel having a guy who's bet against you literally put on the jersey. Well, I I don't think it was specifically Brentford. I think it was his previous team. But yes, I understand the point. I, can, I, I still have remorse for him. I, I do feel bad for him. At the same time, I also have to appreciate the fact that he did this himself. So, yeah. I, and he's going he's gonna to own up to his mistakes over the next 10 months or whatever it I, is. I just, it's... For eight months. And yeah. any, any talking points you want to bring up about the game? Not really. I, I mean, obviously City played a, a weak lineup for them. Um but that's because they have two finals to play in the next two weeks. Yeah. So it makes sense. They're going to be rested for next weekend. Is that, that's when the, the FA cup is right next weekend. 
10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN Plus. I mean, it might actually just be on regular ESPN. Oh, it like, probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, will when we do our award show we'll on yeah. uh, Friday, we will at the beginning of the episode talk about. We'll do our predictions and we'll go from there. Um, next game: Chelsea one, Newcastle one. Um, Anthony Gordon. Yeah, remember him. Uh, scoring for Newcastle, giving them a one nothing lead. But later in that first half, uh, Kieran Trippier got um, an own goal off of him. And uh, yeah, that's how this game would end. Um, I think the only major talking points are with this result, Manchester United were mathematically safe in third place. Uh, Newcastle, but as JD and I discussed on the last episode, don't have to f- worry about qualifiers. You're just in fourth place, and that's how it'll be when the groups break for... Um, yep for champions league so newcastle you're good uh chelsea this was officially their worst finish and i think they i think what did someone say like 40 something odd years or something like that so probably it um 12th is where they finished uh it's this wasn't good Uh, i'll be honest with you I really didn't watch too much of this game. I kind of bounced back and forth to it. Um, but I think, JD, the major talking point, and I want your um, I want your opinion on this first. We've been flirting with the confirmed results, but now it is official, pen to paper. Uh, Pochettino is going to be the coach of Chelsea Football Club starting at the beginning of this upcoming transfer window. What are your overall thoughts with the move? It seems to be a common thing now that Spurs and Chelsea are just exchanging managers. But um, what's your uh, what's your thoughts on this? Do you think Pochettino has the ability to turn this current squad around? It's an improvement, for sure. Like, don't get me wrong, it is an absolute improvement. I think Pochettino is a class manager. I think he's going to come in and immediately make decisions. I... Chelsea have spent so much money on so many players. It's not like they just bought, you know, four really expensive players. They bought, like, 12 pretty expensive players. And I I think Pochettino's going to make massive decisions right away. You know, some players that maybe just came in, maybe not staying. A lot of fringe players that have been there for a little bit. I I think Pulisic, I, I don't think it looks good for him. Mount's definitely gone. Um, I think the reports were that yeah. Poch was confirmed internally and Mount's, Mount's agent basically said too late. Um, and, and, and I and I want to bring... I'll let you keep talking, but I do want to bring up because there's some updating news on that as well. Okay, yeah. Well, and this it's, it's, it's going to be tough for Poch because at least he's coming in fresh where he's it's new to him as well. The problem is it's new to most of these players. And that's going to be tough for any manager... Like I said, it's an improvement. Poch is much better than Potter or Lampard, so he's going to have a better time. But how better can it get? You you just finished in 12th. I think your only goal next season is it it should be to win the league. It should be to qualify for top four, if not win the league. I think it's just get Europe because you finished what? Uh, I'm trying to do math right now. 17 points below the European Conference League. The Europa Conference League. That's that's just not good enough for a team like Chelsea. That's, yeah. That's... So I, I, I think I, at the least next season, you are just playing in some form of European competition. Or well, qualifying for. Yeah, I, I agree with JD. 
it's it's an improvement, but I also have this weird flashback in my head that you've had Prime Kane, Prime Sun, Prime Deli Alley, and Prime Christian Eriksen all at the exact same time and still couldn't do shit with it. So I really, truly wonder, like, how much can Pochettino really do? And is Pochettino the type of ego to go in there? And again, when you spend the amount of money you spent on the players you've spent, you're going to have so many different egos at the exact same time. Um, it's 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 going to be a test. It's going to be a true test. And it's one it's going to be one of those where either it's going to be really good or it's going to be really bad. And there's no in-between. Uh, one talk, A few talking points I want to bring up about this Chelsea squad. Uh, JD brought up Mason Mount. Um... Dan, I think it's um, Dan Olstein or something like that. One of or, the NBC- or Daniel Ornstein. Ornstein. Um, not only on the Goal Zone talk show that he had with the NBC crew, uh, but himself on Twitter. Uh, apparently, the 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 entire relationship between Chelsea and Mason Mount is like Chelsea are going to try their very hardest to re-sign him, but they also do understand they are going into the last year of his contract. And they need to get something for him. I think he, of course, a lot of top teams in Europe, Liverpool, Manchester United, Newcastle are all interested in him. But apparently Mason Mount is hellbent to join Eric Ten Hag's current situation at Man United. I would welcome Mason Mount with open arms. But no more than like 55 million euros like yeah if, I, if, I think most teams agree fi- around 50 yeah, million is yeah. probably fair yeah but yeah. chelsea I, are like oh 80 million it's like no yeah yeah chelsea you're not getting 80 no one is going no. to give you 80 like, 50 would be fair yeah like all 55 fuck it if it really if it came down to a 55 million 55 is fine because mason matt is still so young he was one of the best young footballers in the world at one point and christian erickson is not going to be able to do that box-to-box work his entire career mason mount slots right in there and i'm all for it so we'll see what happens there um the other one is jd the 100 million dollar ukrainian uh mudrick no goals no goals. Let's I, I I one assist and zero goals in his entire. I think it's like one assist or two assists and like no goals is his entire year stat with Chelsea for a hundred. Well, half season, yeah. but yeah. yeah, half season. But um, yeah, not good, not good. Um, I I genuinely would like to kind of feel the room with Chelsea fans who aren't like absolute like. There's nothing Chelsea can't do wrong, fans. Like, I genuinely would like to know is, like, what is your honest opinion about Mudrick? Because he's he's not very good. He's not good. And there's a few times where, like, all he had to do was just not be a terrible footballer. And he would have scored or he would have just done the simple play. And it's like, dude, he had two breakaways against Man United and kicked them both at David De Gea. Like, literally just kicked it at David De Gea on a breakaway. Like, yeah, I, I, I talk a lot of shit on Anthony and I will continue to talk a lot of shit on Anthony. I think there are similarities between Anthony and Mudrick, but goddamn Mudrick not scoring. Yeah. After a hundred million pound transfer. Yeah. It's, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. And I think the player knows it, but like we always talk about, there has to be some kind of, you know, um, period of time where you're getting used to a new league you know you're coming from the ukrainian league and you're going right into the premier league i get it it's different it's going to be tougher 
100 million pounds, no. You don't you don't get that betting time. Like I you you need to come in and, and score goals. Yeah. And a whole entire half season, nothing, no, not good enough. It it's that's again, these are gonna be the things that are gonna be held under a microscope and um Mudrick, I feel like, will definitely find their way into one of our disappointments of the season when we uh bring that up later in the week. Crystal Palace won Nottingham Forest won. Really no talking points about this game. This game should never have graced your TV to begin with. Um, major stories breaking out since the game is apparently Graham Potter might have a job really quickly because apparently Crystal Palace eye to bring him in as the permanent manager when the season, um, like during the preseason before the uh, transfer window opens up. I actually love that move. Yeah, That's his level. Yeah, that's like, I think he can get good results from Crystal Palace, but it's kind of the same thing like we said with Brighton. Like, it truly is one of those things where like, dude, he can make this average Crystal Palace team good. He's just not going to make them the best team in England. No, this is this is like Brighton is weird because they were just on another level this season. But in the recent seasons, I think they're very comparable to Palace where the club kind of just drives itself. It, it, it's it's a mid-table team that will pretty much consistently get you mid-table. And honestly, I, I if you're a fan of one of those teams, or, well, pretty big Palace in this situation, I think you're fine with that. Um, you can you can have great success finishing mid-table. And I, I think that's probably Potter's level, where he, he doesn't have to individually come in and change a club, which is kind of what he was trying to do at Chelsea. And... It's, that's not how it, it will ever work at a team like that. Palace, I think, can come in, coast. He knows he's going to f- finish mid-table, and I-, I think he'll be successful there. Yeah, it's... I Again, I agree with JD 100%. I think that, like, if Grand Potter goes to Crystal Palace, just stay there. Like, stay there. Don't get good for two seasons and then, like, take the Spurs job or take the Liverpool job or take the like just don't don't go stay there stay right there um Nottingham Forest it's going to be an extremely interesting uh transfer window coming up you you stay in the Premier League which is massive which was an absolute must for a team that brought in or shuffled around 21 to 22 new players it's interesting it's interesting to see what they do with players like Kaylor Navas who is going to go back to PSG. I wonder if Nottingham Forest tries to make that a permanent move because, in my opinion, he is the reason Nottingham Forest are saying up because Kaylor Navas, like, there's a few results that absolutely, like, were saved because of Kaylor Navas. So I honestly, truly, truly believe, you know, Nottingham Forest should do everything in their power to bring him back. Um, but yeah, there's, again, like, Jesse Lingard was on a one-year deal worth 200,000 pounds a week. Is he staying? Like, it's no, like, it's, he's it's, not it, staying. It, but I'm, I'm just saying, there's a lot of questions for this Forest side, and I'm interested to see what their offseason looks like. Are they going to bring some players back? Are they going to let some people go? Or are they just going to kind of just do what they're doing? But... Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I, I was excited for the for you know kind of the last few weeks of the season. Taiwo Awani, he's been scoring, and him with uh, Brennan Johnson, I think that's a young, good forward line. So I, I'm I'm excited what they do because I I think they're good with the forwards. I I, I think it's 
you're right. They brought in so many new players, but they do have quality. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited that they're staying for next season. And um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this game meant nothing. So <laughs> Now to a game that meant absolutely ever to everything. <laughs> See what I did there? Everton won Bournemouth nothing, a game that had the entire Premier League breathless for 90 minutes. Close chances on both sides of the field. This game was overall exciting. Although, Decore getting arguably Everton's goal of the season, not just because it's the goal that keeps them in the Premier League, but honestly, an absolute banger, hit perfectly, would see Everton get the one nothing result, which JD means we get at least one more year of Everton football in the Premier League. Um, two straight years, JD. Two straight years. This I we didn't talk about this enough in the like the build up to this game. This is the second straight year Everton basically had their entire Premier League fate decided on one of the final days of the season. What are you celebrating? Uh, what are you celebrating? It's uh, you, you're dude. You're celebrating that you're in the top tier of football okay, for one okay, more well, season. Yeah, they keep doing this. They're gonna be. They're gonna go down real quick. I think next oh, yeah. season they are yeah. in the same fucking position. I don't yeah, think it's... anything changes, and I they they have played with fire for two straight seasons. Yeah, it's no, I... not gonna go in their favor every single time. I do agree. I do agree that eventually, if you keep tempting fate, fate will decide yours. So, it's... They got yeah. very lucky in this game because they did not play well. Yeah. Again, it was exciting because neither team played well. Like, neither team really popped off. Both teams were super nervous. But if I was, like... And it's too funny. If I was Sean Dyche, I'd just be looking over at Bournemouth's coach and just being like, Dude, call off the dogs. Like... Just let my boys do what they have to do to stay in the goddamn Premier League. Like, you, do, all you have to do is, just, like, you're not moving. Like, and I get it. That would be considered match fixing, and there'd be a huge problem with that. But it really, it really comes down to, like, dude, you guys are playing for nothing. We're literally playing for our Premier League lives. Help us out here. But DeCorey getting an absolute screamer sees Everton stay in the Premier League one more year, which brings us to our next game. One of the teams that needed a result, needed it to go in their favor, and it, well, it needed a few things to go in their favor, but unfortunately, all three things that needed to happen did not happen. Leeds won, Tottenham four. Harry Kane getting two goals, which would actually see those be his 29th and 30th goals of the Premier League season, which I actually want to bring up. Uh, I want to bring up a point with that, but JD, unfortunately. This is it for Leeds. Leeds will be going down, and I'm not trying to be mean here. You can stay there forever. Forever. Don't come back. You don't have to. It's okay. No one wanted you here, okay? Like, I like, it's... I like Leeds. Come on. No, 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 no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. I will not have Leeds positivity ruin my eardrums. No. This is a team that gave Jesse Marsh... Zero time to fucking cook. Immediately insulted all of American football heritage the second they had the opportunity to. Were making absolutely tarnish and hurtful 
remarks in the direction of the American fan of American players on this team. America, we don't have to like Leeds anymore. Brendan Aronson has a release clause that says if they get relegated, he can go where he can just leave, which congratulations, that's exactly what he's going to fucking do. And yeah. Weston yeah. and Weston McKenney, dude, I think Weston McKenney might have been on a train back to Italy. He or was, he might have been day. Yeah, same day. Same day. So let's be very, very clear. And also, if you don't think Tyler Adams isn't also fucking gone, like, keep your eye out for Tyler Adams. Because Tyler Adams is definitely going to fucking leave this club too. The American contingency that was hell-bent to say, hey, it's Leeds America. Like, we have to back Leeds because America. You don't have to do that anymore. It's okay. We can go. We can all go back to hating Leeds. Like, this is okay. JD, this is good. We don't have to like that stupid club anymore. Like, bye-bye, don't come back, take your very, very, very aggressively racial fans and stay wherever the fuck you come from, bye-bye. This is good. This is good for EPL to not have leads. The only thing that sucks about not having leads in the EPL is two easy wins a season. That's it. Boom. JD, say whatever the fuck you want. Okay, um, yeah, I'm not that, uh, aggressive towards leads, um... I, I like Leeds. I like some of their players, like uh, Luke, like Luke Eiling. Um, I always liked him. You know, Jack Harrison. He's great. <laughs> I don't know. Playing against Tottenham, um, who absolutely also had something to play for. Uh, <laughs> somehow they didn't get it. <laughs> it. It's hilarious that Tottenham aren't going to have any European football next season. Uh, you like the clown on Leeds. I like the clown on Spurs. They were in fourth place for most of the season. Um, yeah, they, we want to talk about Arsenal bottling the league or, um, you know, Liverpool bottling any chances or things like that. Tottenham bottled their season. They were, they were, they were going to have a, a decent season for them. They finished, they finished in eighth. I it, it went through what? Three managers, three yeah, permanent three, managers. Yeah, it, yeah. Wild. I, I don't know how this club hasn't really hasn't experienced what Chelsea experienced this season. Well, I mean, I to go back to that, I think it's one permanent manager, and then they had, like, a two... Like, didn't they have just buffers? Like, they, well, I don't yeah, think, okay. I don't, yeah, th I don't yeah. think anyone was on a permanent... This isn't the Chelsea situation where they literally hired permanent managers. Okay, yeah, like, yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, I don't know. This cool Tottenham, you, you beat Leeds 4-1, ceiling... You know, Leeds going down wouldn't have mattered. Leeds could have won this game; wouldn't have mattered because Everton won. But I, I, I don't know. I don't think this says anything better about Spurs' season. I, I think that they they fucked it up way earlier, a couple weeks ago. I just maybe maybe you could say Lucas Mora scoring on what's probably his final appearance. Harry Kane possibly getting a brace on possibly his final performance. I know we've said that for multiple seasons leading up to this. And I want to, and I, I want to talk about that for a second too. Go for it. Yeah. Um. Now there are massive rumors that not only Manchester United but other clubs around the world are interested in Harry Kane's services and willing to pay top dollar for it. Dan Levy and the management team at Spurs have made it very clear that they would rather get one final season of Harry Kane and let him go on a free then acquire what could be up to 90 million euros. That's, 
I, I'm, we didn't mute ourselves. I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting in the awe of the stupid that just came out of my mouth by saying that. Imagine, JD, imagine knowing that this season, you're going to lose some of your best players because you can't afford to keep them. I'll tell you this right now, not enough people are talking about Young Ming Sun possibly out the door. Like, genuinely, genuinely, why the fuck would Hyung Ming Sung stick around? He is currently in the prime of his career playing the worst playing around some of the worst football he could possibly be playing around. Why the fuck would he stay? Why? If someone came in for a good bid, he's gone. He should be gone. But Dan Levy and Tottenham's front office is literally the worst ran front office in the entire Premier League. They are literally sitting on Money that could literally redo the entire club, JD. Like, think about it. Sell Harry Kane for ninety million. You could sell probably Hyung Lee Sun for around the same price. So even if it's 60, 60 yeah. I so let's just say you, you got a poor let's, season, so let's 60. Say, let's say you make hundred and fifty million euros of profit. Because you paid nothing, you really didn't pay much for Young Ming Sun, and you literally have Harry Kane for free. So these are all, this is 100% profit, basically. Why on earth would you not take that money and rebuild for something better? It really, and it truly, truly, truly does not make any sense in my head at all. Why you would willingly come out and say that you'd rather he leave on a free next year. Dude, that means if Spurs don't win something next year, not only do you not get anything, now your only money, your only like actual like like money asset at the club is gone. Like, and it's amazing that teams like Manchester United, Bayern Munich, uh, around the world are willing to pay 90 million euros to have his services. And you're still going to go, no? It's it, it's insane. Get and the fuck, get the fuck. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. It might be the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my entire life, JD. It it's really- all about the what could have beens. If Harry I, I Kane just- had actually gone to City... A season or two ago, would Erling Holland have come to City? You know, a lot of a lot of trickle down effect. But uh, I I think Harry Kane should and will finally go this summer. I I think I think he's gonna put his foot down and be like, get me the fuck out of here. I, I I just I just I just truly 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 hope Dan Levy isn't the dumbest man on earth. I really hope. Like, yeah, do you want to squeeze 5 million more out of Man United, 10 million more out of Bayern Munich? Yeah, dude, do what you got to do. But don't be a fool. Don't be a fool and blow the one and only opportunity you have to cash in on this. Like, truly. Yeah. It's 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 just it's so annoying to me. And it's not even just like me as a Man United fan who's like I kind of want Harry Kane cuz like I'm not going to lie, like, Bruno Fernandes literally finished the season with the most chances created, but that doesn't automatically mean goals, because outside of Marcus Rashford, no one else is scoring fucking goals. Like, imagine if you had Harry Kane, who scored 30 goals this Premier League season. That's actually something that not enough people have talked about. What is truly more impressive, JD? Erling Holland scoring 36 goals with this Man City squad, or Harry Kane scoring 30 goals with this Tottenham squad. 
Like I I think it's tough to compare that. I think it's always, you know, the best player is going to be the one that scores the most goals. But it's I I don't know. I don't know. There, there's an argument to be made, but I think it's really tough to compare that because Kane is just a great player and Holland's just a great player. Holland made a lot of his goals by himself. Yes, he's around better players, but a lot of his goals were just him being that fucking good. It's not... Yeah, Katie, it's great to play with Kevin De Bruyne, and he does set up a lot of goals, but he didn't just put every single one on a platter for Holland. No, that's true. That is very true. I just feel like like Harry Kane... I just, like, again, I have dreams of this, J.D. Imagine Harry, Harry Kane having... Again, you have Marcus Rashford, who I believe equals out to Hyungming Sun. I think like it's they are like you, there's no quality drop there. But then look at the rest of the things. You have Jaden Sancho, who I think is better than Kulisevsky. You have Bruno, who's literally better than pick a Tottenham player. Like literally pick a Tottenham player. Bruno's better than them. Casemiro, better than Hoiberg. Like Ericsson, better than who again, whoever is in that fucking Spurs midfield. Oliver Skip. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you have so many better players. That's going to make it... Ma- Dude, Harry Kane, this year's Harry Kane, would have scored 40 goals with this Man United squad. I shit you not. I really shit you not. Harry Kane would have scored 40 goals in this Man United season. Like, legitimately. And I'm not even saying that to, like, blow smoke up anyone's ass. He would have scored 40 goals. with the With how well United played this year... And not having an actual true number nine keeps me up at night, JD. It keeps me up at night. But let's move to the other team that unfortunately will be going down. Leicester City 2, West Ham 1. Goals from Harvey Barnes and Fasse unfortunately are not enough. Leicester City are seven years removed from winning the Premier League title to getting relegated. That is, JD, that is, that's just a tough statistic. Like, that's, that's, that's truly, truly tough. And uh, unfortunately, we've been saying it all year, not just during the Brendan Rodgers era, but, you know, even during the Dean Smith era, dude, the, the Leicester City fire sale has officially started. And Leicester City, out of all three teams that are going down, have the best players and legitimately are going to get absolutely torn apart because Leicester City are a seller club first and foremost and this is their only opportunity to make some money back on these players. Like it's it's going to be bad. You're going to see some really big name players from uh Leicester City move. I mean I'm telling you right now, I'm surprised JD hasn't been already licking his lips on the thought that Yuri Tillemans might go to Liverpool. Like oh, that's yeah. Yeah, that's he's, JD, go- he's that's gone JD's, immediately. Yeah. I that would be that would be some transfer coup because I have followed Yuri Tillmans for many years and he has only impressed me every single season. He's a, he's the classic box-to-box midfielder, can score wonder goals from outside the box, links up passing. I I just love that guy and I if he came to Liverpool, God help me. Um, but yeah, Tillmans, gone. James Madison, gone. Harvey Barnes, he's not playing the championship. Are you kidding me? No, it's, it's even crazy. Ja- Pats, like, gone. Yeah, I, yeah, dude, even Jamie Vardy. Like, Jamie Vardy legitimately... Well, Jamie Vardy would probably be leaving anyway. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, Jamie Vardy 
can still like the exactly what Danny Ings did for um Aston Villa this year. Or I'm sorry, for West Ham this year. Like, yeah, he's not gonna be your number one guy, but fuck, every team would love to have a Jamie Vardy come off the yeah. bench with ten minutes left in the game, slamming four fucking Red Bulls and just fucking causing nothing but absolute chaos and violence. And he's the kind of guy you can get that guy for like three million pounds. Yeah. Oh my god. Three million. I, if I was even thinking eight, but yeah, it's same thing. It's say five, say five. Yeah, but I'm just it, it's it, it it truly is, and it's disappointing. It's disappointing. Like, like they're talking about it on TV, and you truly like are trying to like get yourself in the moment, like trying to like realize the moment, dude. Like, what is this? This has to be one of the quickest won the title, got relegated sagas ever. It's like, one of them. I I forget what the stats were. It. it doesn't happen very often <laughs> it's just it's it's crazy i mean it's truly truly crazy and I, I i truly believe that i truly believe leeds can fight to get back up although even though it if you look at the championship teams the upcoming season it is not easy to get promoted it will not be easy in the championship this upcoming year but you look at it Leicester are probably in the worst position out of the teams going down to come back up because of how gutted that team is going to be. Because Leeds have guys who are just going to stay at Leeds because it's all they know. Like, you're going to keep, like, Melier is not going anywhere. Luke Ayling's not going anywhere. Patrick Banford, I'd be surprised if he went anywhere. It's truly one of those things where Leeds are going to keep the majority of their core guys. And the same thing is going to be said for Southampton. Southampton are going to probably add a few pieces. Dude, Leicester are going to get gutted. And I don't know if they have the role, established role players after that to stay or to get to competitively try to come back up. I think the one thing going for Leicester, their training facilities are off the charts. Because of winning the league recently, they heavily invested in their youth academy. They heavily invested in their training facilities. What they will be able to do once getting gutted is attract at least, at the least, the best championship players. Yeah. No, so I think th I think they still have every much as a chance of coming right back up as Leeds or Southampton. But I totally get your point. I understand yeah. they're getting gutted more than the other two. But I think they, they more than Leeds and Southampton, can attract the best of the league that they're joining. So, yeah. It, yeah. No, it's... And it, and, it, and it truly, truly is, like... It's sad. Like... I was pulling for Everton on the final day, strictly because no matter what the other results are, if Everton won, Leeds could not go up. But it truly is sad. Like, I was genuinely upset. Like, Leicester went down, and it's kind of hit you that moment. Like, dude, Leicester were a staple in the top half of the table for chunks of years. This is a team that won the Premier League in the last decade. Like, legitimately, a team in the championship has won a Premier League title more recent than Manchester United. Like, that is a fact. Right now as we're talking, there's a team in the championship that have has won the Premier League title more recently than Manchester United. Yeah, it's crazy. There was also that time Man United lost to 20th place Sheffield United. Never Three forget. nothing. In Never uh, January, what year was that, 2019? Who cares? It happened. Who cares? One love, dog. <laughs> One love. Um... But yeah, for West Ham, no one cares. Their fans were singing about Budapest the whole time. They didn't give a shit. 
West Ham will have their Europa League final, which we will discuss as um, as that game come and comes and goes. Um, I understand Fiorentina is a good opponent, but I JD, I don't want to speak for both of us. I'd like to say we are pro West Ham. We we are we are up the hammers like. Come on, you irons! Like, let's go! Like, forever blowing bubbles! Come on! Yeah, forever blowing bubbles! We've all bubbles. seen the movie. Okay, no, I I genuinely would like West Ham to win. I would genuinely like West Ham to win be cool. silverware because it would just be cool. Like, it would actually legitimately just be cool. So, um, next game, Manchester United two, Fulham one. Um, overall, an interesting game because not only did Fulham get the first goal, and then immediately I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna stop watching this game. Then Man United concede a penalty. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, Mitrovic is going to bang in a penalty. And then I can just definitely turn this game off because who fucking cares? JD, for the first time. <laughs> up, the f- step up your new contract goalkeeper oh, on the same my wages. God. Oh, my God. For the first time since at home. Because I think it was a few years ago he did it away at West Ham. But the first time at home David De Gea has saved a penalty since 2014. JD, that was nine years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty hilarious. Oh, my God. Like I'd like to say, is hey, that, that's... Now, now, is that is that because United just get don't all concede. the coals? Yeah, yeah, there you go. No, there you no go. one gets penalties at Old Trafford. Everyone yeah. put on your tinfoil hats. We're, <laughs> we're, we're going down that rabbit hole. Um, but, yeah, Jaden Sancho getting a tap-in goal. A- after the uh, saved penalty, it was all Man United from that point. Uh, Jaden Sancho getting a tap-in goal. Bruno Fernandes getting a, a goal off of a Fred assist. Man United just put the game in cruise control. Fulham really didn't do much after that, and that was it. Manchester United finished the game, the season strong, and they go in with some momentum now before their FA up, uh, FA Cup game, which we will talk about on uh, on uh, the next episode. But uh, really, no talking points from the game itself. Um, I'll tell you right now, Fabrizio Romano is already working overtime because he's already come out with a massive list of the moves Man United are already making. And, like, basically, if they were a player out on loan that's not named uh, uh, Ahmad Diallo, they're gone. Like, I I think there's, like, six players coming back from loan who are all going to apparently just be told, you can leave. Like, we're, we're not paying you anymore. Like, you can just go. So it'll be truly interesting to see from there. Um, there's also a lot of reports that Harry Maguire played his final game for Manchester United. Uh, he got emotional at the final whistle, which makes me the happiest kid in the entire candy store, if this is true. But uh, Man United prepare for the uh, final game of the season. JD, any any notes you want to talk about this game? Not really. Uh, I just There was a notification that just came across my phone. Um, I don't know why I got it. I don't follow Manchester United stuff, but it's kind of... Uh, interesting that it just came up. Rashford officially just won Manchester United's Player of the Year. Uh, I think it's because I think it's because Bleacher Report literally shoves Manchester United down everyone's throat. Um, but that just came up. So oh, uh, I, yeah, actually, funny enough, I think their award, yeah, their award show is coming up now. Like, is coming up right is literally like now. Um, yeah, sure. I I, I it's think it's like yeah, sure, like whatever. Uh, I. I think Maybe, pro- I mean Cas- I think Casemiro no. was more important. I think it comes down to three players. I think it comes down to 
Rashford. I think it comes down to Casemiro. And then I think it comes down to Bruno Fernandes. Because literally, like, if you're going off of the out of 10, like, that the player rating thing, Bruno Fernandes was number one in the Premier League for game rating. Like, he finished but the season... is there a rating, though? Is there a thing, like, next to it that says if he was a bitch or not? Because he would also um, be number one for that. Yeah, that's fine. Don't care. Don't care. My captain. My captain. That's Every my game. captain. That's my captain. Um... Yeah, sure. I I really don't have an opinion on that. Like, I think, like... That's the only thing I have to say about this game, just because I didn't watch it. Yeah. I didn't follow it. I didn't need to. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where, no matter what United got, with Newcastle not winning, Man United controlled third place, and they will finish third. So, um, final game to talk about. Southampton 4, Liverpool 4. Uh, unless you are a Liverpool fan, you probably didn't watch this game. But you damn should've. it, we damn it, we all should have because apparently this game was fun. JD, take it away. Was, this game was fucking nuts. I had this on because I, I mean I'm a Liverpool fan. I want to see Roberto Firmino's last game. Klopp obviously approached this meaningless game as look. This is Bobby Firmino and James Milner's last games. They're both going to start. Cool. Um, they he made tons of changes. I'm totally okay with it. Backline was you have to remember backline was Joe Gomez and and Joel Matip. Neither of which have played much this season. So, not surprising to see that defense wasn't really a thing today or they, in this game. This was just vibes, man. I, I had a great time having this on one of my screens. I mean, <laughs> Diogo Jota... <laughs> like, it's funny that this game didn't mean anything because I forgot. I think it was uh, Kyle Walker-Peters. Just awful back pass. And Diogo Jota just first times into the side netting. Cool. We're having fun. Roberto Firmino... Scores his final goal for Liverpool, the most Roberto Firmino goal ever. Did you did you see the goal, Matt? Yeah, yeah. It, no, it's I, like the most Firmino goal ever. He he drops three defenders and then megs the keeper. I loved it. He was emotional right as he scored it, and I, and I love it. Um, and yeah. then literally Southampton scored. They uh, they make it four two. Just terrible defending by Liverpool, but I, huge change side. Game didn't matter. It's cool. Then Liverpool scored two in like two minutes. I. This game was just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, th like, it was one of those, like, as you're watching all the other games, you're, like, checking the scores, you're just trying to see what other movement, and then, like, I think, because this game, what, it was, like, four, it was 4-2 Southampton at one point, right? And then, yeah. and then Liverpool, like, it was two legitimately... Min there were two minutes between the, uh, the third yeah. and fourth Liverpool goal. Yeah, it's... It, it, it's funny like why didn't why couldn't this game just not be at the same time like why couldn't this just be an exhibition game like after the the important games it's like sit back all, all the important shit happened like sit back and have some fun oh my god games. oh my god i just realized something and this is again for those who are in premier league presidential positions hear me out the games that matter the games that matter truly matter have importance some way somehow European or relegation fight whatever. You put those at 9.30. Yeah. Have them play and before then, and then... And then you put the games that absolutely mean fuck all at 11.30. But you like have you, to play them, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. like this game. Because I'll tell you right now, I would have loved... If there weren't other more important games going on, I would have loved to have thrown this game on. It was and hilarious. Just, just... um. Liverpool, though, uh, it was already confirmed going in. We'll finish the season in fifth. We'll be playing Europa League football. 
um, which I actually don't hate for this current Liverpool side. They're going to be an in, in an interesting transition, and I think players like Darwin Nunes or some of the other maybe younger players they bring in, I think this will actually be uh, a pretty good development year for Liverpool. I also very much already am saying out loud, Liverpool will very much be not just in the top four race, but be in the race to dethrone Manchester City. I think Liverpool probably have the most committed squad and I'll say this right now if they do go out and bring in a few again a few more bigger players McAllister's being linked I think Liverpool immediately go right back into the conversation of second best team in the league question mark like legitimately so yeah yeah it, it it's it, it, let's see what backing Klopp gets in the offseason let's get you know we'll, we'll we'll we will we will go from there and we are we are here for all of it one final thing I did want to bring up as we uh, before we depart, I do want to just bring up. Um, oh God, where the fuck is it? Where the fuck is it? I had it saved. Um, well, I mean, is it something about James Ward Prowse? No, I did not have it here. Okay. You want to talk well, about James Ward Prowse? Go ahead. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. So I was gonna, you know, I mentioned it earlier. He was extremely emotional after this game. He scored, oh boy. and he looked like he knew he was leaving. So I think that says a lot. I think he should leave. He's going to go to a big club and he should finish out his career and hopefully win a trophy. Yeah. I, again, I would very, very, very much like, like desperately, desperately, desperately. I would very much like, I'd like James Ward Prowse to be in the premier league eyes, but it is also one of those things where do you think maybe he was just crying because he was just upset that the team that he's played this entire time is going to go down and he's probably going to go down with them. It's possible, but it's not like, it's not like they were Leeds and Leicester where it was decided then. Cause it was decided a few weeks ago. Um, who knows? I just, I, I, I truly, truly, truly just, I, I, I truly wonder. Also, also a, lot, a couple of the Liverpool players were consoling James Ward-Prowse when he was subbed out. So, yeah, I don't know. So, we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, dude, off the bench, I'd love a James Ward-Prowse. He's a guy who just affects the game. And you already who, know. Who do you take, who, who would you prefer at Manchester United? Mason Mount? Mason Mount. For the up for the upside, Mason more Mount. money, Mason or a, you know, Mason okay, Mason Mount, Mason okay. Mount. There are more, there are more upside for James Ward Prowse. There are more positives, and Mason Mountain is a better raw football player. And I think Mason Mount, like I remember Mason Mount, the Frank Lampard beginning years, and how good he looked. I think Eric Ten Hag has made Jaden Sancho better. I, he has made so many players just better. And I think Mason Mount falls right into that category of a young football player who just needs a good coach. And I genuinely think Eric Ten Hag can make Mason Mount. Like, Eric Ten Hag is asking for Mason Mount. Like, let's be clear. that's the, Eric Ten Hag is asking for Mason Mount. Mason Mount is asking for Manchester United. Make it happen. Just make it happen. But finally, to finish up this episode, we have to talk about the teams coming up. We've talked about the teams going down. we got to talk about the teams coming up. Burnley, Sheffield United, some names that we are very, very familiar with. It's going to be good to see Sheffield United again as well. This is not Sean Dyche's Burnley, although I am waiting for Everton versus Burnley. 
the tears in Sean Dy- Sean Deitch's eyes when he has to go up against the, like Burnley is going to be just scenes, absolute scenes. Bring tissues. Sheffield United. It's always good to see. It's good to see those guys back up so quickly. You we were all worried them finishing twentieth. You worried like oh, when are we going to see them again? But JD, if you have, unless you've been living under a very 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 dark rock. You will have seen the memes, the pictures, because they are fucking everywhere, of a little team called Luton Town who Can't will wait. be gracing the presence of the English Premier League. They won the EFL Championship against Coventry City. Uh, congratulations to them. They won it in penalties. I, If you've seen, they're small 8,000. 10,500. 10,500-seat stadium. That Non-Premier League standardized right now. You, they are so literally this team, which again, this kind of fucking sucks for Luton Town right off the bat, because you need to do like twenty million dollars worth of renovations to even bring it to the EPL standards. I think it's only ten million. I think I think the reports were it's ten million. But like I said, they already apparently had plans to build a newer stadium in the very near future, and I almost think this now hinders you building a new stadium because no, it doesn't. Well, no, I'm saying this because you have to make aggressive changes to your current squad. Not only that, but you have to spend some of that money to bring in some good players. Otherwise, you're going to end up being the team that automatically goes right back down. Like 200 million pounds is what's agreed upon as the average money that you're going to see if you gain promotion to the Premier League from the championship. An increase of 200 million pounds from the TV rights deal now you're in the Premier League. You're going to get a new shirt sponsor. So there's 30 or 40 million for the se- for the next couple yeah. seasons. Things like that. I think 10 million is a drop of the bucket to get that stadium up to date. Then you have a nicer stadium that you can stay in a couple seasons more while you make that brand new stadium. Cool. I just... I don't think it hinders them. Yeah. Um, they need to start right now. Yeah. Like... They, they already... They had to have already had these plans of what needed to happen because they got, they got to start yesterday. What's interesting about their stadium, and again, I people are talking about how close it is. It's literally in people's backyards. Like apparently, That's there's awesome. rumors. Apparently, there are rumors when like the crowds are really going. People's like dining. Like if there's stuff at the table, it shakes. Like it literally shakes, which is That's like awesome. It is cool. One key thing, and JD, not a lot of EPL fans know this, but you and I as MLS fans know this, because we have this team in the MLS called NYCFC that play in a baseball stadium. Why am I bringing this up, Matt, you ask? The reason being is the dimensions are something different the EPL really has never seen before. Again, when you play at Wembledy, the field is so big, and you're like, oh my god, it looks massive. Yeah, because Wembledy's a bigger field. Luton Town are going to be the small, I believe, the smallest dimensions in the Premier League, which actually makes a very key thing. This kills teams that play out of the back. There is no room to play out of the back when you're playing away at Luton Town. There isn't, because the end lines are so tight. Everything is damn near central. So you, like, it's literally, JD, home field advantage. Like Team, go- teams are gonna teach themselves the long throw-in technique. Yeah, like that's gonna be fun to see. Corner kicks are basically from the thirty-yard to the goal, like outbound. Like maybe, you have, maybe an yeah. Olympico or two. Yeah, like I, I, I'll tell you this right now. 
I cannot wait, but let me just put my hand right in the air. Dear English Premier League, please do not have Man United play Luton Town away on the opening weekend. I don't need that in my life. Well, so another thing is Luton Town has politely requested the Premier League to maybe maybe consider scheduling their first like two or three games away. Okay. Um, just so they have a little extra time just, to get the stadium ready, and I think I think the league has done that in the past. Yeah. When it's so, when it's something like this, it's like okay, come on, like it's not gonna change results. Like, I would just genuinely, and I mean genuinely, genuinely love Manchester United to not be the first home game they have. Like, I just I I, I get really bad flashbacks of Arsenal getting absolutely beaten up and down the ground when they played Brentford. In Brentford's first home game in the Premier League in 75 years. Like, I just, I don't want that. Like, that's unnecessary. Mm. Because not only do you already have the amount of people who don't want your team to win, now you want the other team to win even more. Because everyone would love to see a Luton Town win on their first home game in the top flight since ever. Like, it's just, I just don't, I don't need that in my life, JD. Give me... Give me... I want Chelsea. I want Chelsea to have to go to Luton Town on the first game. Because think about it. Hear me out, EPL. You still get the big EPL name. You're going to get all the eyes. Make them the 1230 kickoff on a Saturday. I don't care. Just give it to me. Give me Chelsea versus Luton at Luton Town. Their first home game. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. But we are extremely excited to see these new three teams come up. I'm excited to see what Luton Town looks like. Um, I'm already putting this into the world. If their jerseys look good, I'll probably buy one because it, it low-key is going to be one of those things where Luton Town might be up for the only time in their entire ever, and then they might go back down and we might never see Luton Town ever again because nine years ago they were playing non-league football, and now they're in the Prem. Scenes. That's like straight FIFA career mode shit right there. Dude, just think, in 10 years, could be Wrexham. I don't know if I'm ready for Wrexham. I don't, I don't know if I'm genuinely ready for Ryan Reynolds and... Um, oh, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, that, that'd yeah. be hilarious. I don't know Come if on. I'm ready. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'm ready for it. I'm hoping that they're not doing the TV series by then. I really, I hope like they've. Well, yeah, like, they probably won't be by then. They're gonna do it for the next couple of seasons. Yeah. But have you Have you seen the Welcome to Wrexham series? Again, it's one of those things. It's like anything where it's tied around a live event. I need to wait until the series is over before I completely engulf my life in it. It was like no, it, it's they only have the two seasons so far. It's I really highly recommend it because reason being. It's a lot about the team and everything. A lot of it's about, like, the city. And and honestly, people say, like, oh, money is, you know, coming in. It's it's not the right way to do it. They're actually doing a lot, like, for the city. And I, I like, Rob Aquilani is learning Welsh. Like, he's fully embedded himself in the culture. Like, it's I know we're getting off topic here, but, like, that, that series is really cool. Love it. Love it. Now I, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. I, I will 100% give it a shot. So that it's is not like the, Ted Lasso yeah. on Apple. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's on Hulu. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that makes it even easier. Um. Yep. So that is going to be the end of our championship Saturday or cha championship Sunday episode. The season JD has come and gone. 
There have been some highs. There have been some lows. And we are going to talk about them all on our next episode. We will have our yearly award show event. We are going to talk about the best moments of the season, the worst moments of the season. And we are going to hand out all of the awards, all of the accolades, everything. Best player, worst player, silliest player, unluckiest player. Who knows? We're going to fucking do it all. Bitch, bitchiest player? Um, Bruno Fernandes has already told us that he will not be live for this event. So he will have to accept his reward, uh, his award uh, remotely. Um, so we will, we'll have it all. We'll have it all. We're going to have some fun. We're going to pop champagne. We're going to wear suits and ties. It's, it's, we're going to make it a thing. Cause that's just, gosh, darn it. That's just what we do. But <laughs> thank you once again, for all of you so very much for giving us the opportunity to bless you this last English premier league season. It, it it is truly it truly makes the games better for me because when the games are done I get to come here and talk with my best friend about soccer and we get to talk about life and I'm very blessed for those who take the time out of their day to listen to us you truly mean so much to us and we greatly greatly appreciate it uh, if you are not already if this is the first time you're listening to us well congratulations you chose a perfect time because silly season is around the corner transfers we're gonna do off-season reviews it's going to be fucking we're phenomenal. gonna be we're gonna be doing a live episode in july oh live yeah from the parking lot of red bull arena for the, the brighton newcastle uh, su- uh premier league summer series game that's gr- gonna be wild yeah. the greatest stadium ever erect ever yeah i just wanted to use the word erect um so remember if hell out there yeah if you are not already please give us a follow at the epl boys to stay up to date with everything here going at the epl boys camp as well if you are not already please hit the subscribe button on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on to make sure that you are getting updates on when those new episodes drop guys for jd my name is matt guys be safe be well and we will see you guys next time peace out the boys are back in town, the boys are back in town.